Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on social media at NoClutchNate. And today we are talking about minute one of 242 minutes of Justice League today. Pause. This is... I always want to do fanfares in these things. Yeah. And I never and I never do it. So I'm doing it with my my mouth. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Big fan. I could feel the energy. Big, this is this is big. This is a big moment. Yeah. This is This uh, is huge. If you've if you've been listening since the start, this is a big big miles. Big milestone. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stop yeah. myself mid-impression right four years now four, four years four years pretty much yeah over a little over four years now we started this podcast um we started with man of steel and co- uh, somehow somehow by our the sheer power of our laziness of taking breaks and whatnot we, we somehow ended up on the right track where we finished Wonder Woman, and then we were like, oh, well, I guess next is Justice League. And now here we are talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League instead of talking about the Justice League that we would have talked about in 2017, which we would have done anyways. If this hadn't come out, we would be here now talking about that movie. So Probably there is a parallel right universe. Now. There's a parallel universe where we are talking about the Joss Whedon Justice League. Yeah. And, and you know what? That Nathan probably loves it, you know, and good for him. Good for him. He probably does enjoy it. He probably really likes it a lot, you know? Good for him. Good for him. Dude, <laughs> he probably still has, I don't know, like all his Star Wars Legos still set up or something in his room. <laughs> I don't know. Good for him. You know, good for him. Yeah. Uh, It, it would have been... The way that I think about it, which is getting into just like our overall thoughts about Zack Snyder's Justice League, because uh, I've seen it maybe three times in totality. Oh my God. Yeah. How many times have you seen it? One and a quarter. Yeah. It's hard yeah, to think I about started it with the this chapters morning now. to watch it, and I was just like, I'm going to put this on. And oh, I, you watched the other half with me the other day. When, um, f- uh, dang, I'm trying to lose track of time here. Um, You're Saturday was it? Was, no, was, I'm trying to remember, and I'm losing track of time. It was had a Scott Pilgrim moment in my head. Is that coming up on? No, but that terrified me. <laughs> oh, the sound of running water running is through that, our apartment. Is that water? Yeah, it's Jesus like someone taking a bath or something. All right, that's, that's not- enough water, sir. All right. You're good. Come on. Save some for the fishes. Yeah. People say that still? Uh, they, they might. Probably I don't not. think there's... You know, that's probably like derived out of racism, and I'm just like spouting it because I think of it as an old you saying. Think everything, you think every idiom that you say is somehow rooted... It's got to be. It's got... They yeah. got to be. <laughs> Every time like Nate says an idiom... saying he, phrases, and it's like, yeah, yeah you're... And then you he's know. like, it's based off something that I shouldn't be saying anymore. Yeah. Um... So yeah, three times I've seen it in like totality. Like I know that I've seen it from the start and then somehow made it to the end. 
three times. And then like in parts there, there have been times where I'm like, and this is the beauty of HBO max and streaming and all that. There have been times where I was sitting at my computer going and I'll see a tweet and it's something about a certain scene. And then I'll go, Oh, I want to rewatch that. I can go do that now. So I've rewatched that Joker scene, which we'll get into, but, um, there's so much to talk about. Nate. And like, have, I've, I've, I've felt that same feeling, but I, maybe I just haven't had the time mm-hmm. to just like sit and like do the multiple things that I want to do, like play a video game and watch the movie or just one of the, it's one or the other, you know? Yeah. It, it requires your attention kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, we watched it the first time together and along with a friend of ours and even he went to go watch it again right after we had just watched it like yeah, we were all did. like all right see you later and he was like i'm just gonna put the movie on again yeah. and watch it <laughs> so he definitely saw it twice like back to back i'm sure a lot of people have seen it countless times i've seen some people have seen it 10 times already like this movie has just come out this is the first weekend we're talking about it and there's so much to talk about that we i think this minute by minute format for the first time it's a extremely weird scenario that we're in we're talking movie about a movie that, that has just come out like within days mm-hmm. that is on track for our podcast like we've done wonder woman minute and now this is what we're supposed to be talking about next and we're going to talk about this one and not the other one and sometimes that one might get brought into it like we might have to talk about the theatrical cut if it really lends itself to that criticism um, but other than that, I'll really try to focus on just this movie and yeah. what makes it so awesome. And cause otherwise we, it would just be pointing fingers back and forth and that's yeah. not what this show is. And it's no. not, it's not look at this versus look at that. It's, uh, well, it, it would have been that way if we had to talk about that movie, but since we actually have Zack Snyder's actual justice league, we get to actually dive into okay. not just what we're missing, but what makes that which was missing great so it's a very weird scenario that we're in and it's different than what we were doing with uh, dawn of justice where we were able to kind of show the entire picture Mm -hmm. and discuss it and relate it to just the theatrical cut where there was pieces of the picture missing where it's like well we can't discuss it because this wasn't in it you know and then Mm -hmm. so i understand and it was from you know the same the same guy yeah we get to, yeah, especially the, the Lex Luthor subplot, what's going on in that movie, and how different it is, because the theatrical, cut, the theatrical cut of Dawn of Justice actually paints a different picture than what the extended cut does. Mm-hmm. It's not that it just doesn't show it, it just does it in a different way and uh, by the use of omission. So a very, very different scenario. Um Nate, where do you want to start with this one? Because today's today's minute oh minute one is going to start with oh it's boy. going to start with title hey, cards. This okay. whole week is yeah. So like let's like let's flesh out some things here. I want to like ask yes. you some questions and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> first off, mm-hmm. now you have this scheduled out pretty decently, but Thank my you. I'll take that real question to you is. How long do you think it's going to take for us to cover 242 minutes? A year? How long? It's going to be close to a year, yes. Yeah? Yeah, it's going to be 49 okay. weeks. Okay. That's close to 52. Yeah, with, that's with going straight through and no like breaks or hiatus or... like No hiatus, yada, yada, no but, breaks, like, no nothing. You never know when these things happen. 
Yeah. Um, so that's that's fun. That's putting things into perspective right there. Um, a lot. So of, yeah, I've only seen this uh, one in one in a barely a quarter times. Um, and did you ever think we were going to get here? We, the, the, what did we? Oh, there's a bunch of questions I want to ask. There's a lot of questions. It's Feel a lot. Free. So that first question. This is the I first time you and I are line. actually talking about this movie. It is <laughs> like this because it even really when is. we saw it together, we were like, "Oh, that was so cool!" You know, he was reaching for that ring. That ring almost chose him. It's all these cool, like just nerd gasmy things that yeah. you know, coming out of a comic book movie, you're going, "Whoa!" They yeah. introduced Thanos and the Avengers, like that kind of talk. You know. Okay. Um, this is keep staying your f- stay in our lane, all right, buddy. Well, yeah, but you understand the feeling. Come back. Um, this is like the first time you and I are sitting down and actually reviewing the movie. We actually haven't done a review of the movie yet mm-hmm. um, because I figured if we're doing it minute by minute, and this one's all about title cards, mm-hmm. this one can give us the space to air out tech specs and all kinds of things like that. So okay, so I have another question. Go for it. Have we ever done a minute by minute um, this quickly after a movie's release? Uh, I know that we've done reviews and like right off the cusp of, you know, coming home after the theater and, and sitting down and hitting record. I know we've done that. Um, and I'm trying to think when we were doing Man of Steel, what movie, what was the newest movie? Was Batman versus Superman already out? Yes. Okay. So we were waiting on Wonder Woman. And we yes. timed that pretty damn decently because by all that time, then Suicide Squad came out. Yeah, when we did Man of Steel and Dawn of Justice, we took about a week break or maybe didn't take a break at all. I think we did Man of Steel, finished it, and then started Dawn of Justice, which took a very long time. And then we did Suicide Squad. We did that, got that done out of the way. But then Wonder Woman, we started sometime around early 2020 um and then just stopped like all life okay shut down and stuff like that we took a big hiatus we even did doom patrol season okay so question sorry what movie were we covering minute by minute when oh man i guess when mm, never mind I feel like I want to ask, like, when was the realization of, oh, man, we have to do that minute by minute? Was that just after we saw the the first theatrical version of this? Or was there <clears throat> was there a question when um, it was first, uh, when, when Zack Snyder first stepped down and everything? Well, I remember when we were covering, when we were, when we were doing the podcast and Wonder Woman was coming out, that the focus was to catch up to that movie that that would be in our wheelhouse. And that would be like, Hey, that falls okay into our fandom. Technically we would be the ones doing wonder woman minute. And so that was the one that was on my priority, my focus of, of finishing the other movies so that we could get to talk about wonder woman minute, which we did. And we got that done. And I think it was awesome that we, that we did that. Mm-hmm. Then justice league had come out and, it just, it was uh, a bit of a downer watching that movie, leaving the theater, thinking about how I had to cover that movie, thinking about if we should cover that movie, thinking about should we keep doing the podcast after we talk about that movie. It was such a, like, 
the definition of buzzkill was that movie. Seeing it, seeing what it was, and even at that time, not knowing what we know now about the movie, mm-hmm. just off initial reaction of seeing the movie and just being like, oh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> that was it, right? Yeah, and then it, okay. it, it just always sat with me. And then over time, the last three years, getting information after information after information about what happened to that movie just made it more and more like, at least there's a lot to talk about mm-hmm. if we do it. Do I want to do it? No, I want to see the actual movie. Did I think the real movie was ever going to come out? Of course. I always thought like it's at some point they're going to release what Zack Snyder intended to show. May not have been finished, may not have been uh, released within three years, which I didn't think. You know, Blade Runner had its final cut released maybe 25 years later. Uh, like the true envisioned uh, cut of Blade Runner didn't come out till 25 years later. So I knew like, yes, eventually that's going to come out and we're going to see what it looks like and stuff like that. And even if it wasn't finished, at least we got to see it for what it was. Um, didn't think it was going to happen this soon. Didn't think it was going to be finished this well and like an actual movie and everything. But man it's here we got we're it eating good <laughs> we are we are for a long time we are in such a such a fixed timeline for this pop culture phenomenon like it's like i keep making the joke to all the other dc fans but it's like when when the two barry allens met for that crisis on infinite earth like i'm pretty sure they fixed the timeline like those two flashes they shook hands you got to see ezra miller on on tv still being his Flash character, people reacted positively to that. You had, uh, you know, Grant Gust right next to him as well, and so people were just like, "Yo, look how cool this is that we could have multiple different characters, mul- multiple different takes, and that they can exist in the same multiverse." I think somewhere it just clicked that this is a money maker, like a guaranteed win machine, if they release this Zack Snyder's Justice League and. Yes, then the Snyder Cut became, to me, it became like a, more of like a cacophonous type term, almost like uh, mm-hmm. like something to make fun of it. Like, oh, the Snyder Cut this, the Snyder Cut that. Like, yes, I know it sounds silly, and I know yeah. there's it gets pretty embarrassing when you're like, yeah, I would really like to, you know, release the Snyder Cut, hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Yes, I felt embarrassed every time I would say it, but I knew what it was, and mm-hmm. I knew that it was good. And I knew what I was fighting for was for the right thing, which is to just release this movie as is, as intended, because it's a it's it's a better installment of what comic books and comic book movies and comic book storytelling and just storytelling in general in general what it should be, which is just like this this long this uni- opera, yeah, this this long fable. Uh, you know, of, of heroes uniting, overcoming their their inner uh, turmoil and rising up from, from what has flawed them. Uh, I just knew it was, it was the right thing to do and it was a good piece of, of work that was out there. So, yes, I, I advocated for releasing the Snyder Cut and all that stuff. And to see it happen 
in real time and, and counting the days. And then there was two weeks before it came out and it was really hitting me that like, we're going to see this. We're actually going to sit down and like watch this and see what happens. And it's, it's like, I, I, I wasn't prepared for it even when we saw it, when we sat down to watch it and we hit play and, you know, it was like, I, I wasn't prepared for it. Me, someone who like would see every bit of information that Zach would tease out, like, oh, here's this photo, here's this photo, here's unfinished uh, visual effects work, but this was this scene, like teasing so much and seeing all the trailers coming out and like not being strong enough to not watch the trailers. I would watch every single trailer that they released for this movie coming out and still feeling like, okay, well, they're releasing too much now. I'm, I'm seeing all of it. Like, what if I, what if I'm not hyped about what I see? Like when I watch it, because I've seen it already. I don't, there's no spoilers for me anymore. This movie, as it started, surprised me. Like just overwhelmingly, like I was not prepared for it. Even, even I I guess my mind couldn't, couldn't fathom what four hours could hold in a movie and uh it, like even this week that we'll be talking about i just was not prepared for i knew what was happening and it was like okay so they're gonna have to explain how superman's uh you know the death of superman awakens mother boxes knowing that is still not enough to how i saw it presented in the film yeah. like the way Zack snyder's mind envisions this 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 cinematic experience <laughs> yeah honestly like the the just the way it plays out, I could never, I could never. Then that's why it, like it baffles me that some people might um, put this movie down. And it's like you're you, none of us could ever do this. This is an incredible piece of work. It's pure art, and for a studio to say no, we don't want that is because yes, it's you don't care about the art. You just care about it making money at whatever cost necessary. And that's such a bad way to, to market a blockbuster, um, which is what happened to Batman v Superman, unfortunately. And, um, and, and, and then the other side is, I think it still is a looming thing and, and I don't want it to be an excuse, but I do think it is the top thing on, on the minds of these people that are able to make these calls sitting in a movie theater for four hours is not something that the general public will do. But, but, then this came out. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say that I would question whether or not I would sit in a movie theater for four hours, but then I would, I, my mind is quickly, me as a person would be like, no, of course I would. I've gone to theaters, I've gone to plays, I've gone to things that are, you know, I've, I've sat in, on you know, band camp and sat an entire 10 hours in a theater and listen to things you know I've done things like that where it's like that thing's not interesting and I'm like stuck here yeah I get it okay but if you dangle something that's interesting in my face and say hey four hours I'd be like yeah okay absolutely now Mm -hmm. having done said that uh done done that watched it sat for four hours and done it yes I was on my couch but I was also on a couch with three other or two other people uh still I would picture myself sitting in the movie theater for four hours watching all of this. I get it. I'm there. Mm -hmm. I'm on the side of, yes, I would be. Is the general public still on that same side? I don't know. 
is are they on that side now after it came out? Possibly, but I think the act of it being on home video, whatever, a home mm-hmm. entertainment, um, helped to that aspect. So, yes. again, things where a studio would have been like, no, cut that down two hours, you, you know, you, kind of things where it's like, God, I, I see where you are saying that, and I see where you're seeing it in ticket sales and at the theaters. But again, you're not thinking about the artist and the story that's supposed to being supposed to be told. Yes, you know, and if and and then it makes you wonder, like, would have this would this been a two part movie? Absolutely. I sat through two parts of an Avengers movie, and I really didn't care about sitting there for two parts, nor about the movies. But I did. You know, you got my money. You got me. You won. I'm a part of, I'm a statistic now that that isn't on the side of it favor of, you know, doing that. So would it have worked uh, split up into two hours and released theatrically? This same version. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. I'm asking yes. you. Yes. I, I would totally do it. You know, we've done it with Lawrence of Arabia where we've oh, seen yeah, a four hour did. movie in theaters. And eventually this movie will get a the theatrical release it will be released in theaters it will have a intermission baked in much like when we saw lawrence of arabia there is an intermission in that movie as well four-hour movies normally have an intermission and it's okay to to do that do i think uh well first of all just i mean it's not even going to be a question it's going to be a statement this movie would never have been released as four hours everyone's said that before i've, yeah. I've heard a lot of people say that of course this movie the Absolutely. way it, the movie that we're watching today is not the movie that they were going to release three years ago. If Zack stayed on the project still, that Steppenwolf still would have been the PS2 looking Steppenwolf, that uh, Steven Wolf, as people call that one. That's, uh, funny. that's not. I didn't know that's, that. That's not Steppenwolf. That's just Steven Wolf over there. Um, that uh, it still would have been that model. It still would have been blue and red Superman. It would have played out the same. It probably would have been the actual runtime that a lot of people used to say that was the runtime for Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is two, 214 minutes, which is three hours and a half. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I think, and this is how I have explained it to people, the runtime for this is four hours. He originally talked about it being three hours. Well, he's he's had a ton of different edits. I think he even had a two hour edit of this movie for Warner brothers to release if they wanted to, to do that. So he's, he's had a ton of different cuts of this movie, but the three hours and a half is kind of like the actual movie here, but in typical director's cut fashion, this is the extended version of that. So we're watching, you know, the extended version of Zack Snyder's justice league in some weird essential way kind of like the ultimate cut of Watchmen and the director's cut of Watchmen, which are two separate editions of Watchmen. The director's cut being like the actual one. And then if you want the more bloated with a little bit of fat on there still, the ultimate cut has that. And that's the one with the um, the uh, Black Freighter anime mm-hmm. that pieced into it it's not to him it's like that's not the preferred one he prefers you to watch the director's cut but if you want the more extended version that's the ultimate cut of Watchmen, and that's what we're watching here is we're just watching 
all of it. He's like, if this is going to be it, I'm not just going to do the three and a half hours. I'm going to give you the four hour behemoth one with all the extra goodies in it, good or bad. It's just all there so you can see it. Um, I would be very interested in seeing someone making that three hour cut and seeing what that looks like. I would be very interested in seeing someone cut this down to two hours and seeing someone do a better job than what Warner Brothers put out three years ago because I think someone will try to do it and I think someone will try to be like, look, I made a two-hour edit of this movie and it's way better. It kicks way more ass than what you guys did with Joss Whedon over there. Like, I think it's going to happen. I I dare someone, but I I don't have to because I know someone will. It's like someone's going to make a two-hour edit and they're just going to show you how easy it would have been to edit it down. Um, but not that I would prefer it that way either. I'm cool with the four hours. I'm loving the chapter idea. I think the chapter thing. Oh yeah. We've been uh, saying that since Tarantino movies. Yeah. I think the, the, even Tarantino recut his, uh, hateful eight into four, a four hour miniseries because he wanted to release an extended version of that and then realized it might've been too long for people. So he cut it into four episodes. Um, so yeah, just really cool stuff. Um, the other thing I want to talk to you about tech specs, uh, Nate, tech specs, not tech specs. Can we um, play the tech specs intro? Yeah. Uh, is the, this, this film was shot on film three thirty five millimeter film. It wasn't shot digitally like the reshoots were for justice league. So it doesn't look weird whatsoever. It looks like how it's intended to be. Um, but it is in 1.33 to 1 aspect ratio or most commonly known as 4.3 aspect ratio instead of the uh, 9 by 16. Nate, how are you feeling about the aspect ratio? Because this seems to be a controversial topic. I think it's stupid that it's a controversial topic. It's <laughs> like you're watching, go watch a movie. Like, I, I, I remember being younger and I remember things being I advertised. I remember being younger. Yeah crazy right i remember things being advertised movies being advertised now in widescreen and it i'd never understood it at the time you know Mm -hmm. it was like okay so i don't really remember the complete like shift where all movies apparently got their tops cut cut off and resized for widescreen um i remember when theaters would extend the uh the curtains to make to go Mm -hmm. wider i remember that um, and I remember thinking, like, oh, wow, that's new. Like, oh, yeah, I guess the movie's in widescreen. Which I guess they tricked us into thinking that's better. Um, shut up. Like, what is that even? Why? <laughs> like, why would you want more horizontal versus more vertical? And I, And maybe that's just, like, a visual thing for me. It's like looking through, um, like, a slat versus looking through a whole um which is just odd. A, but the fact that it's like yeah. straight film that it's that's what it is you're putting it on you can do the same thing with a projector you know put it on a reel and make that thing flicker i can see it frame by frame shit i'll even buy a god gosh darn cell of this movie if they like start printing them in film 
give me that. Sell it on the DVD. That'd be very, very valuable if, if someone gives you that, because that's an yeah, actual so, Well, that's film the thing sell. that they would do for DVD box sets. They would like, here's a... You got it with your Star Wars Blu-ray, yes, didn't you? Yes, but, yeah. but those films were filmed digitally, so that thing is like a manufactured yeah, product. A, yeah, absolutely. So it's but, copied and printed and then made to look like it's a film cell, but it's never doesn't actually belong to the actual film. If someone gives you a film cell from the actual film, then that would be actual money like that's you you're owning part of the movie well, yeah it's in like a, a picture yeah you're owning a picture yeah that's set of the that's, people that that'd be incredible if i owned souls, a film cell mofo. yeah um virtue so i guess I, I don't know i don't i shouldn't have to explain this but if i need to explain it to people about the aspect ratio it's not Zack snyder being pretentious in any way whatsoever it's not a pretentious thing to to show your film in four three it's just that's how the film was shot. It's the film is usually shot in a very square aspect ratio. You know what? And, I think it's like and, with people's like TVs getting wider and everything like that, and they notice well, that like the the ends are cut off. They're probably just like, "Wow, that's different." You can film digitally and mm-hmm. in the aspect ratio that is widescreen. So yes. there, you can film that way. So for most people, they don't know that they're losing any of the picture because it's it was there's no extra film outside everything's that. in frame yeah but if it's show, if it's filmed with film mm-hmm. <laughs> then they those that can get cut off with the widescreen bars that they put on there there's even a new format that i've been seeing lately which is it's not new to me it's more so new that it's trending that it's more now is 9 by 21 which is even wider and it's getting more wide now sometimes you'll watch certain um uh films you can see that it's more wider than the normal than than the 16 by 9 it's 21 by 9 and that one really drives me insane because it's so wide that i i feel like i'm losing a lot of picture because i'll even i'll full full size screen it and everything and then i'm just like i just feel like i'm missing something everything is so laid out sideways Mm -hmm. um I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't have. I've. I had a problem with widescreen when I was a child, and I saw it for the first time, and I thought, "Why are those bars there? That's weird." And then learned that it was a widescreen. Never understand. N- never understood why widescreen was a thing, um, but it just became the norm. So I dealt with it, and then um, really didn't notice it until I watched the Dark Knight rises and then i started to notice that the imax picture would show up in full frame and those widescreen bars would disappear and then when it was no longer an imax camera it went back to widescreen bars and i noticed that while watching it i was like oh that's so weird how it's flipping back and forth and this movie does that sometimes sometimes you'll see um we'll see a scene that actually has widescreen bars pop up in as well for when it's not an imax so that was something i was noticing when um gal diana is talking to bruce wayne in the bat cave sometimes actual widescreen bars will show up because those scenes were not filmed in imax um but overall the aspect ratio i think is a silly thing to get upset about it's it just reminds me of when i was a child and i was somehow mildly annoyed about widescreen bars like it just seems like a rather childish thing to be upset about like it's bars on your screen. It's not bars. the first. It's not the first time you've seen it. It's not the last time you're gonna see bars on your TV. So just, just watch the movie. Like, who cares about it? Not the last time I'm gonna see bars in my hand. Am I right? Hey. Hey. 
I don't know what that meant. Um, it was like a drug reference. I'm not. Do- I don't. Uh, I'm not doing those drugs. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know about that. It, um, Other drugs, maybe. But uh, so this, we'll go ahead and start the title cards here. Um, is there anything left you want to say more overall or ambiguously about about the movie before we start to dig into the the nitty gritty? Um, no, just um, this is an exciting adventure we're about to embark on, and. Uh, you know, it's um, it's here. It's full. It's an it's, it's here. It's an we, uh, the, the good fight was fought and uh, came out victorious. It was cool. You know, it's cool, and I feel cool. Yeah. <laughs> when other people cool? text me asking oh. about the movie, when mm-hmm. like I know for a fact, it's like that. I know that person would not sit down and watch a four-hour movie about superheroes, and here they are, texting me. I'm on part six. Like, like <laughs> are you kidding me right now? <laughs> it's awesome. The, the yeah, feedback <laughs> for this movie has swept me away. I, I expected Dawn of Justice feedback for this movie. I, I was in it thinking it's the same, you know, 2016 Twitter was a hellhole for, for Dawn of Justice. It was an all-out war amongst nerds on the internet. This one is more one-sided. And it has won over a lot of people who didn't like the movies previous. They still might not like them previous, and that's okay. But for this one, total game changer. People, we have our own friends who are like, yeah, hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Again, silly hashtag name. I get it. I can't argue with the semantics of a hashtag. There (laughs) There has to be one hashtag. Everyone has to roll with it. It, which just says if you're for or against more of these movies. And if you're for it, you got to use the hashtag restore the Snyderverse. It just is. I can't I can't make a new one tomorrow and say restore the DCEU, restore the DC Cinematic Universe. Jeez, can you those imagine aren't, the hype? Those aren't the ones trending. We'd blow I, up. It's restore, restore the Snyderverse is the hashtag for this. People want to see more movies. And not just people who were gunning for release the Snyder Cut. It's everyone now. Everyone wants to see more because everyone saw this movie. They saw what a work of art it is. And people are just like, yeah, I I want to see more. I want to see where this is going. I want to see how it solves itself. I want to see the injustice influence. I want to see the final crisis influence. I want to see all that come to fruition with these uh, amazing actors playing these amazing characters. People want to see more Henry Cavill Superman. People want to see more Ray Porter Darkseid. People want to see more Lois Lane Amy Adams, Ben Affleck as Batman coming back. People want to see Joe's uh, Deathstroke. And and uh, I guess people want to see more Jared Leto Joker. I can't complain <laughs> because there's always... It's just to me, Joker's not my preference. Nothing truly against Jared Leto. It's just I, I'm over Joker. I, I like just some of the other Batman Sprinkle him in. Don't yeah, put a big fan behind him. Come on. That doesn't mean I didn't like his scene. That All that stuff is, is fantastic. Um to see these characters and I want to see and this is the weird thing about that restore the Snyder versus like yes I understand that that might seem like Zack Snyder everything I'm still very much for the entire DC cinematic universe and I want to see Kathy Yon's Birds of Prey rolled into it more I want to see Shazam rolled into it Black Adam you know you have all these characters still on on the table that you can use but that's just the hashtag people are using and I'm totally wanting to see more from this universe. So absolutely. But we've had friends saying that very same thing to us. Like this is DC's best movie now. 
people who really have no they're not us nate they're not mm-hmm. into these movies like we are they just listen to us talk about them and they i feel like they get annoyed about it so i don't talk about it amongst them but here they are telling us that's their best movie now that movie is amazing four hours flew by restore the Snyderverse. they're saying it too do it it's it's such a good movie this is such a this is such a magnificent movie um how um before we jump into well really just the title cards we have warner brothers well it starts off with hbo max original thank you hbo max for making this happen thank you warner brothers for finally doing the right thing uh nice new logo that you have warner brothers yeah right check that out huh it looks very good it's very mathematical to put it um and um we get the classic DC superhero title card again. It comes back. And um, the DC logo transforms into the scene itself, which we'll be talking about in a minute. But before we get into it, Nate, um, how do you feel about this movie in the Dawn of Justice trilogy? It's perfect. Yeah? 100%. It's like... It's honestly, I, I, I feel like I say this at the top of uh, a lot of these movies that we cover where it's like, I'll, I'll, I'll want to say like, oh, I wish they did this or I wish they did that. Or like, this is what I kind of, at least like a thing I was expecting to see, but didn't or what mm-hmm. have you. Um, and I don't really know if I was expecting to see anything, uh, no, I, there, there. I was very pleased with uh, just, just how much mm-hmm. there was in this movie, and just the story it told, and and the imagery. I'm really, um, I think the main takeaway from this movie for me is just uh, the entire imagery of, of of the classic DC uh, standpoint of gods amongst men, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's very, uh, very apparent all throughout this movie. Um, and I really like that. I think that is my favorite thing from this movie. Um, yeah. Favorite thing, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm excited about this. I'm excited that we're doing this. Uh, this movie was really, th- three years ago, I was upset because the story that I was expecting wasn't told. Yeah. And I was okay with thinking that that story was lost. In mm-hmm. my mind, it existed. And that's okay. Yeah. And I and came to terms with that, yeah. you know, two Absolutely. years ago or what have you. Um, and the character, I, the character I went to go see didn't, you know, I went to go see Cyborg in that mm-hmm. movie. That's who I was looking forward to. And to not get that is what to me was, it, it hurt. It that, hurt and that makes me years. feel like, um, like if, if that happened to me in that movie, um, that would make me completely not care about it. Yeah, like, I mean, you, you have people who went to go see it for The Flash, and uh, I don't know if Flash fans watched that, watched Justice League ever to to get their Flash fix. There are so many other Flash things to watch. I mean, there's a whole TV show, yeah. But no one is ever going. I really like The Flash enough to watch Justice League 2017 because there's nothing to eat. There's there's nothing in there <laughs> for them. Yeah. And and that's one of the more baffling things we'll get into when we see what he does in this movie is like 
they're those people are eating now. They're gonna watch that time travel shit on repeat because they can now because it's on a streaming site and they can go to that chapter and and see the visual effects that are done in this movie. It's incredible. Um, mm, that feeling I kind of felt that way towards Shazam. Sorry if I'm hating um, or if anybody hates me, but uh, I don't get it. Hmm. <laughs> I see what you're saying. I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, and it's like there's no stake in that one. It's just like uh, it exists to exist, and I'm okay uh, with that, and that's fun. But uh, we're not here to talk about it. That's neither here nor there. It's just uh, that feeling that you is... were having, That's that was how I feel towards Shazam. It's just like uh, I'm not going to go back and watch that movie because I like a bunch of kids getting superpowers or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's got pretty we'll, colors in it, we'll but then there's it. Speed Racer. There's, we'll get to it. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's fine. I, um, what I but, what uh, I won't do, what I won't do is I won't. We're not gonna. I don't believe in grading. I don't believe in numbering. No, the movie in any way. I I really don't like people saying, "Oh, you know, I I give it a three out of five, five out of five. I think numbers are arbitrary numbers and grading, letter grades and stuff like that. I don't think that's how you should grade anything i don't think that's how things should be done i think things should be talked out loud and just your energy meets my energy and we just kind of go off of that things are a little bit more ambiguous that way because that's how it should be i don't if someone were to ask me to grade this movie can't i'm not going to i don't i don't want to give it a solid they all get a's. this or they all that. get a's everybody passes i'm, I'm that's what that's i mean what you, you want, want talk everybody gets ethic. a fucking everybody oh sorry everybody gets I mean, a passing grade I mean, I guess like I can That's grade fine. Their, like their effort, like you know, yeah. but I can't get this. Uh, <laughs> it's like and 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 you get a passing, you get an A because you exist in this world of DC Comics yeah. live action movies that I what's, am. That's my world. That's where I, I exist. Like that's you know, growing up, I only had Batman. That's where, and I didn't care about Superman as a kid that much. And the Superman movies were just old movies at the time. I had Batman. That was it. And then I kept on getting Batman, and that was it. <laughs> now it's We're like talking about you get 10... everybody. It's like yes, this is uh, the, you can't go wrong. You cannot go yeah. wrong in my book. And you know what? We're here to celebrate these movies, and this is the movie to celebrate. Uh, yeah, this this that's, is the movie to celebrate. This, this is the, I don't this think is the movie to celebrate. And this is where I was saying with like people texting me that they were watching this movie. This is a big deal that's a big deal. i think i think this is a big deal how it was released yeah. everything that was around it the fact that hbo streaming service like came in at this right time it could have been five years from now it's just no this wave came in of well virus that grounded everybody but then like streaming services started you know getting money and everything like that mm-hmm. it was like hey everybody's at home let's kick this stuff out and yeah. it, it it was a perfect storm if you will uh george clooney uh, and then I don't know. Like this is just uh, this is great. I it's a think big deal. This is a big deal. Um, the huge. The, the big question is what's next, and not just for this movie, just for movies in general. Of mm-hmm. what the possibilities of what this movie accomplished. The possibilities are literally endless now for studios, directors, one-off people, like everybody. Yeah. You have a yeah. say in everything now. Is that what this movie proved? You can. I think what it sets a precedent for, because I know a lot of people want to be like, oh, this sets up a, a bad precedent for fans asking for a movie. But no. I think the other precedent does it, that it does actually state is that now you will have 
artists, as in directors and filmmakers, who will go to a streaming platform because the streaming platform wants those things. They want those numbers. They'll be like, yeah, if I can slap a Netflix original and, and throw out the old guard, so be it. Wouldn't get released in a theater. Probably say no to that. Probably go direct to DVD. But on Netflix, they put it out there, and now everyone's talking about the old guard. The Witcher, everyone's talking about it. Mandalorian has a home. The Marvel TV shows, WandaVision, you would never see that. It's on streaming million platform. dollars an episode. Bing, 50 bang, mil- yeah. $15 million an episode for The Mandalorian, $25 million for WandaVision. Um, Zack Snyder's Justice League, throw another $70 million in there. Finish it out. Throw it on there. Look at where we're at now. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Absolutely it's incredible. Um, but and then HBO Max what- is releasing all those movies like Godzilla vs. Kong and Mortal Kombat for free. All you have to do is have HBO Max. In- like Incredible, incredible time. And so, yeah, I think you will see a lot more... The president is more so that you will see filmmakers going to streaming services for the budget. Like, give me a check, please. I want to give you a movie to put on your services only. And then that service is saying, yeah, do that, please. Mm -hmm. Because now Netflix is getting uh, Army of the Dead. Netflix is getting their own Zack Snyder movie the same year, like in a couple months from now. And then they're going to be able to say, yo, you guys like Zack Snyder's Justice League? keep that Netflix because he's got a zombie movie that kicks ass mm-hmm. and then people are going to go oh shit I'm oh I like that. zombies yeah, yeah dude and I like what Zack Snyder did to that Justice League I want to see that but them killing zombies did you see the, the sticker on my truck zombie uh, uh, response unit dude yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> I still play Left 4 Dead too. great <laughs> well come on hey whoa shots fired Mark. come on <laughs> Um, hey, it was free on Game Pass. I mean, come it on. was free. Yo, it was free. It was like <laughs> 15 on. cents now you're, now you're on Steam. A lot of people off. Uh, you crossed the line with that one. So, Nate, uh, where would you? Yes. I won't ask you to number or grade this, but what I will ask you is, where, where would is I this... be if this movie didn't come out six feet no, under, my friend? No, where? That's a different number. I don't want to hear that number. I w- <laughs> I just want to know from you from the Dawn of Justice trilogy, Man of Steel, Dawn of Justice, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Where would you place these on your preference? What are you um, thinking? Donna Justice still sits up at the top because I do think that that the story of that movie tighter film. It, it's no, 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 no. It's um, well, the logistics kind of like differ with that one. That one, like, I believe that one can be ingested in you know two hour, two and a half hour, whatever it was. Like that is a three. full, complete three hour movie. That it's like here is everything you need to know right here. It's literally mm-hmm. right in front of you. Um, and then having done that uh, minute by minute and and reviewed it and actually analyzed it, that was some of the most fun I've ever had in my life. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, because it was about these two characters that I love so much. And I was able to focus on Batman mm-hmm. and Superman and the dichotomy between the two of them. So that one will stay at the top. Um and then this one, because of the story again, just because it's badass, it's awesome, it's the complete version, and then Man mm-hmm. of Steel. Man of Steel is just like, there's nothing wrong with Man of Steel, and I feel ashamed by putting it at the last slot, and that's why slotting these things is really stupid, because you can't have these without Man of Steel. And mm-hmm. the the idea of the Man of Steel being the first contact with, uh, this first contact of the Superman and being a alien first contact movie told from the point of a reporter, uh, that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. 
And it really shows uh, all of these as a whole show do a fantastic job of showing just how fantastic and fantastical uh, these characters from these comic books that I read as a kid are. There's nothing in this movie where, I mean, mean, multiple times in this movie, I can brush off saying like, yeah, it's basically, yeah, oh yeah, it's a comic book movie. Oh yeah, they can do that. It's a comic book movie. And I'm not like angry about it, but like, you know, I don't know. I was trying to say like they do it in a Marvel movie and I'm pissed, but I can't think of anything. <laughs> um, uh, nothing. I, that, I will agree to with compare, you. But, uh, but no, it's, um, you can't have Man of Steel without that one. I don't know. Yeah. The Dawn of Justice, Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League and then Man of Steel if you want the, a top three, but F mm-hmm. off with that. Yeah, I, I I agree. I I think um, I only gave you that answer because you are literally holding a gun to my head, and no one's doing any of that. I don't even own one, so don't make that up. Squirt but uh, I I do think Dawn of Justice still sits as the the ultimate edition. Of course, is still just when I say tighter, I just think more cohesive of a story. Everything is fleshed out. Mm-hmm. You know where we go from Man of Steel to where we go to Justice League within that movie because it starts man of steel it ends justice league that transition that is dawn of justice that battle of ideologies between the two characters and then the formation of of that trinity at the end fighting doomsday what has happened to general zod's body from man of steel all of that is like what so many people call it, it is the linchpin to getting to that whole cinematic universe because everything happens there with the death of superman um Dawn of Justice, I think, still is the better film of all three. But if you were to ask me preference right now, it is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Like, if anyone is ever like, which well, yeah, one of the three do you hard. want to watch? It's hard. There's so yeah. much in this movie, and it's yeah, and, and it's exactly what we wanted. It's like we asked for it, we were given it. It's it's a yeah. full course meal, you know, full course, yeah. four course meal. It's a full. Four course meal. Full four course meal. Does every uh, culture have four courses? Breakfast, lunch, dinner, (sighs) dessert. Does every place have fourth meal Taco Bell? That's really Um, the fourth the the fourth meal. I mean, come on. I I will say, Man of Steel is aging not well over time. The more I look at it, just because and Zach uh, Scott Corelli pointed it out, which was weird that he he pointed that out, and I think about it the same way too when we watched it. Uh, leading up to watching this movie was that watching it the cinematography isn't as great as I would want it because there it's not a it has Zack Snyder's name all over the film but it's not 100% a Zack Snyder film Mm -hmm. when it wants to be you know in the shadow of the Dark Knight and being the Dark Knight version of Superman so it has those moments but when it does get into the general Zod goodness and the Krypton stuff and Krypton's codex and all this, this and that. That's when I'm like, yo, I'm in this for the Superman mythology. I'll do it all day. I'm cool with it. Action is great. Zach knows how to do the action. He knows how to make things look fantastical, but um, it's just, just, there's just some flaws in it that I, uh, you know, that I don't see in the other two films. Uh, Zack Snyder's justice league is so fantastical that it's, it is what I've, I've always wanted it to be. And it is also what not a lot of people think about it, which is they always think that Zack Snyder is going to bring this dark and gritty Justice League and a muted color palette. They could not be more wrong. And even though they're still saying that to this day, 
they are wrong. This movie is so full of color. There's so it's so full of this like splash page comic book artwork goodness in it. Like yes, it requires slow motion to do that, and you may have those criticisms about slow mo, but it's I've never not had a criticism about slow mo. It's not think. dark and gritty. It's not colorless. It's not bleak. It's not any of those things. It's not unsaturated. It's more so saturated in the right ways. The, the blacks are darker. The, the colors are brighter and, and when they need to be. So, You sound like you're doing an ad for laundry detergent or yeah, OxyClean. Buy some OxyClean, bro. It's, it's pretty cool. Hey, come on. We're not getting Oxy. Come on. Are you kidding? If we were getting OxyClean money, I'd be... I don't know, dressing up as, what was the guy's name? Billy Mays. I don't know how he dressed up. But anyways, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Shirt. I just I just think like the, they could not be more wrong. And I think this movie finally showed them that. It's like Batman v Superman is not colorless and bleak and dark and gritty. In fact, it's it was getting away from what they wanted in Man of Steel, which was what that criticism is, dark and gritty bleak and colorless like yes those that was right because that's what they wanted with man of steel they wanted things to be everything christopher nolan christopher nolan does those things dark and gritty muted color palette that's not what Zack snyder was doing he was like yo i'm gonna put batman in this bat suit it's not gonna have the armor pieces it's it's gonna look like he does in the comic books like he made a comic book movie with dawn of justice it's very much a comic book movie and i'm Mm -hmm. People don't see that, but they see it with this movie, and that's all that matters. Hopefully, they go back and realize the same thing. Um, but yeah, just- I honestly think that all the arguments because somebody we were, I was telling you about it. We were I was in a parking lot here, and uh, somebody has a license plate that says Martha on it. And there was a guy walking his dog and made a comment about yeah. it, uh, and did a joke about the uh, Martha scene in Dawn of Justice. I feel like since I'm going to say it with the success of Zack Snyder's Justice League, that jab has no meaning anymore you can't hurt because you can't i mean like you really can't because like it's just so if you want to say that is a low point in the movie for you personally go right ahead i'm going to tell you to get a pamphlet about the stages of grief and like tell you to read it real quick and then get Mm -hmm. back to me you know, I'm going to go tell you to go watch your parents die and then 40 years later have someone shout out her name when you probably haven't heard it in 40 years. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go tell you to do that thing. But now where it's like, dude, go. Come on. It's 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 all three pieces. It's it's all it's everything. You saw yeah. Batman lose his mind the previous movie and now he's got an entire team together fighting for a single cause. Yeah. Like. The guy is, it's its a great story. It's just He's a good story. Around. And the people that need to realize that it's not just one movie, one, you know, three hours out of your life and that's it. It's, an, it's a complete story. It's, yes. I don't know. You don't see people picking up an issue of Final Crisis and being like, look how dumb this panel is. Shut up. No, you, that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't happen. Yeah. I still, I still uh, meet people who... If, you know, eventually someone will be like, oh, you know, you like DC stuff? And because I'm in the group and they're like, oh, he does a podcast. And I'm like, please don't. Please don't mention that I do a DC podcast. Because then they're going to go, oh, yeah, I didn't get that. Or they're like, oh, your mother has the same name. My mother. Oh, we're cool now. It's like, no, that's not. 
that's not what happened there. Tell it's, them to listen to the episodes. It's not. It, Plug yourself, baby. It's not that they their mothers have the same name. It's something. It's it's not that. It is not that. It could be that if you want it to be that. Then you have to question like when did you? When was the first time you realized that Batman and Superman's mother was the same time or the same name? Yeah. Right now in this moment, great. It's not now you that. feel half of what that guy felt. Yeah, it's more so that this man almost killed. Yeah, I'm not getting into it. I won't get into it. But it, yeah, it's not that. It's way deeper than that. It's so much more meaning and so much more like if I had, if that were me and someone had said a name that evokes emotional response from me, I, you can't question it. You would stop in your tracks and be like, what? Who's, why are you saying my, you know, late sister's name or something like that? It's incredible. It's incredible stuff. But um yeah, we're going to be talking a lot about this movie and getting so much into this. Um, uh, just talking about what's rest of today's minute because we have so much more to talk about this week. The this, the way that this movie starts, again, I could not have predicted it. Out of all the inf- the three years of research that I've been doing and watching clips and, and seeing the visual effects uh, behind the scenes stuff that Zack Snyder kept leaking... Up until this day where I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to finally watch this movie. I hope I don't know everything that there is. No, I couldn't have predicted this. This movie starts with the death of Superman. I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought they would just, you know, say, you know, the mother boxes woke up because of his death or something like that. I didn't think it was going to start off this angelic, poetic, operatic, just like almost like a little, uh, little uh, weird CGI kind of, maquette that we're going to be shown here um because everything is in slow motion you can really look at all the cgi visual effects uh in doomsday killing superman but it starts with that dc logo changing into the dc logo again but inside the film itself the movie the story the lightning bolts that are happening from the energy that is coursing through doomsday and then it starts with a shot of that bone that is on the other side of the cape of Superman as it pierces through it. That's pretty much the first minute. That's all we're going to get out of this. We went through the title cards, and then we're just going to get that bone protruding out of that cape as if it was a statue, like like as if we're like looking at a relief. It is. Sculpture. I was going to say it's very relief statue-like. And yeah. again, gods amongst men. These yeah. are gods that were fighting each other. Yeah, which you said something about Marvel earlier, and I've I've found my peace with the Marvel DC thing. I am in no shape or form ever Marvel this, DC that. I can't get on to size. I think of them as two different things. People have said it all the time. Marvel is humans with these abilities, and DC, they're these gods trying to. They would rather want to be human. It's it's an inverse. It's a it's an opposite of things. And I see that because after, you know, this weekend as well, we had the Falcon and Winter Soldier come out and we watched Mm -hmm. that as well. And the Falcon and Winter Soldier um, is to me what Marvel is. It is these are humans. They have families. Their families are are hardworking people in America as well. And in in Winter Soldier, he's dealing with trauma and, and stuff like that. These are actual just human beings that have these abilities. The only one who's an exception, of course, is Thor because he's a literal god. So it's uh, it's very easy to just be like, okay, well, he's different. 
but they still very much humanize those characters. They don't ever paint them as gods, like in this Greco-Roman way that Zack Snyder does with with the DC. Not the heroes. Avengers. Other ones they do, but we haven't seen that yet, really. Oh yeah, like uh, the Eternals. Eternals and humans, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Unless the Intu- Inhumans did it, I didn't watch that. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't watch Inhumans at all. Um, but the the Daredevil series does the same thing. They're just they're people of Manhattan. And then, well, then I think that's so. Like Marvel, you can separate into subsections with X Men being their own universe, um, Avengers being the big corral, and then you have Street Level as well, which is like uh, Daredevil and yeah. Uh, Iron Fist, which is like DC with Power Man and all these things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But still, Doom Patrol is more. I don't. I don't see them as people with abilities. I see them as curses. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little bit (laughs) unfortunate for them. Yeah, yeah. But that's how uh, I feel. Like that could be said the same about X Men. That's That's how I feel. Like X Men. And then again, then then this the cycles right there in a circle because Doom Patrol is X Men. X Men is Doom Patrol. Yeah, of course. Exactly. Of course. You know. But when when people try to take the X Men and make them like a Avengers. Yeah, when they try to make them Avengers, that's when you go. Got a couple snags. Uh, you need to oh man, even out. I don't though, know if right? they're ready. They're not mentally prepared for this. A couple snags that uh, maybe twenty-five million dollars could probably fix, huh? But uh, what is there anything of importance that you want to talk about? This this bone protruding out of Superman's cape because it's a little yeah detailed. he's bleeding. Yeah, that's, I mean, there's a you lot of blood. blood. <laughs> there's a yeah, lot of he's blood. Bleeding. The god is bleeding. We do he's get that R rating, which is another movie. thing. Yeah. Um, again, a reason why Dawn of Justice and that story is always at the top just because it is what it is, not saying it's better than the others. It's because I see my hero fall and I need to see that, uh, mm-hmm. in my life. I've gone, I've gotten past that hump of, uh, escapism of, of seeing the bright, shiny day, you know, uh, that's all folks. The hero wins at the end. I need to see the struggle. I need to. It's just like a thing that I don't know. I don't feel complete. I feel incomplete knowing that he's just perfect out the gate. That's why it's like people want a, uh, what do we call it? Uh, Superman. Uh, Boy Scout? No. Oh, the perfect Superman. Like the Atlas or Kingdom Come? Yeah. Uh, All-Star? No, there's a word for it that we oh. were using. Um, doesn't matter. Um, yeah the perfect superman like you know i don't i don't want that i understand that that is best of the best like he can get there how does he get there why does he get there when is he gonna get there that's what keeps me interested and seeing my hero dead die i i I love it i need to and then the opening in this is like it's it's a wonderful reminder of Yes, this world is without Superman, is without the Superman. This world has no Kryptonian here. That doesn't go to say that all worlds had Kryptonian protectors. No, it's just there was a Kryptonian here, and everybody knew that there was a Kryptonian here. Yeah. You know, that was the thing that, uh, that was the message that was sent. You don't go to Earth. There are protectors there. And I know that from just being a DC fan, um, but now seeing that uh that is stripped away and see and 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 knowing that the audience can see that that is what's stripped away from this planet right now 
it's just beautiful. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yes. I needed to see Luke Skywalker be a failure. I just had to throw that in there. Like, I need to see yeah. these things. Yeah, I need to I see agree. Superman die. I, I think it's, uh, I, I've always said that about The Last Jedi. I think Luke Skywalker's fall... I think should have happened. I think it th- and I was making that same long com- time coming if you ask me. I was making that same comparison um you know when it came out I was telling people hey the last Jedi to me feels a lot like Dawn of Justice and how I felt about it which is seeing these heroes of our struggle and then having that that clarity at the end. Like I think that's important. I think cuz they're not always going to be perfect. They can't just walk in there with their laser sword and start saving the day. Like there has to be some question of whether they should or not. And I think exactly. it's very important. Um, one of the things that I think is so important about the the death of Superman in this movie and why I actually care about it is, is how it's used, how it's utilized to tell this bigger story. Because most of the time, Doomsday comes in on Superman stories to kill Superman as a form of jumping the shark. Like, we have to... We have to jump the shark. We have to get the viewers in, invested. We have to do something that's going to bring them in. And they say, well, let's do the death of Superman. And so the story itself is always very flat. It's always just big monster shows up. They punch each other. Superman dies. It's the title of the book. You should see and it, it comes coming. Back. And it's like it's... And, and, it, then, and you then you know that aspect too. And I think that's the laziest... Mm-hmm. that to me is the corporate thing which is what we've been talking about where they say we know it makes money that's why we're doing it and you go and you buy it knowing that and you go i'm oh why are you watching the you know why are you watching this movie the death of superman because i paid for it to to for just that and and that's the money that you don't even have to read the book you don't even have to watch the movies just know that that's the death of superman you can go well here take my money and that's it you don't have to be invested anymore. The The DC animated movie universe doesn't use the death of Superman like, like a linchpin in the story for the battle with Darkseid. This, the universe starts with Justice League War, and then it ends with Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. That whole entire 16 movie arc, the death of Superman is in there. He fights Doomsday and dies and comes back, the reign of the Superman and all that. But that has no, like, it just happened during that timeline. Mm-hmm. It's not like this universe here where Zack Snyder says Superman lands on Earth. He activates the scout ship. It sends a signal out there. Zod finds it. Zod finds Earth. Zod shows up. He does the Black Zero event, destroys most, uh, a big chunk of Metropolis, and then he dies, and then Lex Luthor, who's also part of Metropolis, gets the body and reanimates him as Doomsday and makes this monster because he believes that's what Superman is to him as well. And so that body is used again as Doomsday, and then Doomsday kills Superman, and then that act- activates some other boxes, which brings Darkseid into the picture. Like, it's all used. Nothing is wasted. It is all used, and it's it means something. And this this Dawn of Justice, the the movie that come came before this, it's it, you you can't advertise Doomsday like the death of Superman. It can't be the story. You can't just be like, okay, I'm waiting for Superman to die. 
this is how it should be, where you are surprised that he dies, that you go, what? They killed Superman in the second movie? Yes, dude, because we have a bigger story, and he needs to die now, surprisingly by Doomsday, which is the body of Zod, and then that brings in the other friggin' aliens out there in the universe. Like, <laughs> it's... Hey, they got all these friggin' aliens going around, yeah. and then they say, there's no Kryptonian there? I'm gonna take that fossil fuel from that planet. Yeah. Honestly, it's just, it's so, it's the right way to do something. Just surprise people with the death. Make people care about him. Make the whole story about him struggling to be the hero and then doing the most heroic thing, which is sacrificing himself. And that's why we care. A death of Superman story does not make me care. So this, to me, is perfect. I love this relief statue that they got going on in here. Um every little droplet of blood the bone itself that is doomsday's hand going through the cape is a very porous like like shattered bone you can see the little like bone yeah like Mm -hmm. you can see the crevices in the bone itself knowing that that went through tissue and blood like it had to have carved out so much of superman it's an incredible thing to just look at and ponder and just like you would in a museum you would look at that and study it and notice even even more like uh, cinem- cinematically, you might look at it and go, wow, visual effects, they came in and designed all these polygons to, to have these little poruses and like these little droplets of blood here and there. And then like the cape itself, Superman's cape, it's very wrinkled because he's in the clutches of Doomsday but you can see where the bone is poking through that there's like a little bubble of the cape because it's pushing the cape backwards a little bit. So you can see that there's a little bit of a a movement of fabric because of the bone. And so you can really just like look at it like you would look at a sculpture, the death of Superman, and just eye at it. Like, is there, a, there has to be a statue of this already, right? Like, I'm sure. No. What it has know. a. Of that, I don't know. But maybe. But of the death of Superman, no. Because they don't do that. They don't. They don't. They well, don't this, kill I'm, your heroes. I'm talking you know? about. They, they don't. There, need, there I know needs this. to be a statue of this. But now I'm saying there needs. Yeah, but in general, there needs to be a statue of the death of Superman. There's a big bronze statue of Batman that's great. I love it. Awesome. But is there a big bronze statue of Batman holding a beat to crap jason todd no like you know we talked a little bit and we'll talk about it more when we get into that minute but the heroes park thing how it's shattered now and it's like mm-hmm. that is the monument now that's it and you're thinking like oh why didn't no right one clean there. that up it's like no 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 no. that is the artwork now that shattered head on the ground and all in heroes Your park hero fought there you're, yeah and that like, is the monument that's it right there um, um it's you know what do they do the they still got the Alamo, right? Or do they serve serve yeah. drinks? Yeah, <laughs> you have to every time someone says, mentions the Alamo. Is that true? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeehaw! Yeah, you gotta you gotta yeehaw. You gotta you gotta yee, and then you gotta haw. Yeah, let's yee it out. Let's Only if you're gonna haw. Yeah. Um. Uh, take it away, Nate. Uh, t- tell um, me well, tell me really, some things about it because I've I've talked about it, but yeah. I mean, it's you took the words right out of my mouth with saying that it's a relief statue. And again, that just goes back to the imagery of of gods. They're gods. Everybody that every member that has their intro in here 
it is so majestic and godlike. Mm-hmm. It, it really shows that. And I feel like, I mean, I know that's going to be my favorite part to talk about this uh, in person, too, when I want to talk about this movie. If people ask me, I'm going to be like, yeah, but they're gods, you know? Yeah, we but- even see uh, a couple weeks from now, we see Batman gazing upon the, the signal, you know, the, mm-hmm. the voice that's being rung out. And he is a man looking at two gods that just died and he's like oh uh something's happening like it's just these this this imagery of these larger than life heroes mm-hmm. with a capital h and that's everything that i wanted from them you know even with batman being a rich guy with cool gadgets he never was that to me he was just this otherworldly being this this man with abilities that no one else could possess that was just a specter you know uh, the flash in this movie that he is mercury in that moment you know i'm i'm looking at um hermes like it's just it that's it right there they are they are the gods and and this uh statue as we're gonna yeah. call it is and then not it, even it doesn't, like cyborg himself is now a like he is like a new new god like he is a, his own yes. digital god like he is god a new of the one. digital age yeah the god of the digital age like he he's really man's is. god yeah, he's a new, he is a new God. He really is a new God. But I think what's important is like, not only, not only is it that we talk about them as like, oh, these are gods, but what are they gods for? And like this fable-like story of what it means to, to overcome these, these trials and tribulations that they have, you know, not broken, not alone. These things that mm-hmm. the cyborg story is really going to tell us that because he's going to become a new God in the, in the universe. And then he's going to overcome his things and, and become the cyborg that we know. Like that's, that's the importance that, that you watch this with the mindset of like, this is, this is modern mythology. This is modern, uh, fables and and stories that we're telling. And yes, it may be a, a copyright IP commercial IP is yes. It's the justice league. Yes. It's Superman and Batman and wonder woman, but it's, how those characters are used to to make that happen, to really make that story sing and, and become timeless, I think is I think is very important. I think that's why we are so passionate to talk about these, and not so passionate to talk about the Marvel universe. Nothing against them, but it's just like this means more to me, and it means more than that theatrical cut ever did three years ago, because just like Lois Lane in Dawn of Justice, like the S means something. Like this means something to people, and and these stories mean something to us as as uh, uh, not fans of comic books, but fans of storytelling um, and and mythology. Yeah, and that's really where it comes down to. Like the marketing behind Justice League, Batman, Superman. Yeah, it's great, cool, awesome. Like, sure, I'd love to have a birthday cake with you know Batman on it. That's yeah, that's fun, absolutely. just because I like kid things. But you're missing the point. The marketing is not. I'm not seeing that marketing as that's Batman. I like Batman. It's just he's a cool guy. He's got a cool cape and a cool mask. No, I'm seeing it as the mythology behind it. You give me a cake with Avengers on it, I'm going to see it as a symbol because that's what it was like given to me as. They are the symbol of this redeeming team on Earth. You know, they're just like, they're not, I don't want to use the word protectors, but uh, they're just the team, the response team in mm-hmm. a way. You know, you tell me about Avengers, I picture a giant A symbol and Tony Stark. It's like, okay, great. You tell me about Justice League, I picture giant monsters and mythological gods and 
and and magic these types of things that like bend reality that that really is escapism and not just people with abilities or science things you know technology based things where it's just the team that goes in and does the mission and get out great cool no i get that with james bond you know it's i do i I like i need the mythology i need to see apollo and Mm -hmm. the stories of that given to me in a new form that new form is comic books they're the superheroes they are that's them you know i'm seeing zeus i'm i'm seeing mercury like these are the these are the mythology that is just at the base of literature and good storytelling just Mm -hmm. given to me in a more palatable way in comic form you know yeah i like the comparison of the avengers being more like a response team or, that's what um, they, that's that's how I've always seen them. I was never given not, an Avengers again, book that saying not like a this. Dick. Is, that is, I don't want. No, it's to be, not. It's it's it just it's just it's, how it was sold to me. That was the idea that was given to me. And I I I love them both. I just like them differently. I I will talk all day about how I think Spider Man is the best superhero, period. Overall, because I think he embodies everything. Like he checks every box. I think Spider Man is the ultimate. I think. If there was a room where Spider-Man was in there with Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, all three of them would be like, this guy embodies embodies the best of all of us. He's a hero. Yeah. So there's no way that I'm ever going to be like Marvel versus DC in in any shape or form. I just think the Marvel, I think of them differently and the Avengers are to me are more like Young Justice where it's like you guys are covert spec yeah. ops here's you the get team. in yeah so the way that the alien avengers, invasion send in the avengers okay yes not other gods coming in to destroy your world send in the avengers no call thor yeah it's, and it's a it's a huge reason why i like the captain america films the most is because the way that the avengers are used in in winter soldier the way that they're used in civil war the way that they're used at the beginning of age of ultron that and well, even at the, the throughout Age of Ultron, the way that they react to Sokovia and everything, it's very um, recovery response, spec ops team, get in, get out, like uh, infiltrate and, mm-hmm. and 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 incapacitate the targets and stuff like that. That is how I think of the Avengers, and that's awesome. I can watch those movies all the time. But like, this, oh, there's a metahuman sending the other metahuman team to deal with it. Yeah, where it's like that's not really the case with DC. You got metahumans yeah. there, but it's uh, it's different. They don't. Yeah, I don't this know. one maybe, is, maybe the government involvement also has something to do with it too. This one had uh, at the end of this movie, you have Zeus, you have the god of war and the god of seas. You have Poseidon, Ares, Zeus. They're embodiments of Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and Superman beating. Bullying this Steppenwolf, bullying this demon from hell, mm-hmm. from the skies above. Like they are beating this monster down, and then Hermes turns back the clocks to fix everything. Like this, this is these these are the works of the gods here in this in this at the end of this movie. And then you have the even bigger devil out there who watches and and plants his invasion, plans his invasion like that's that that they're so different but that's that's just how i feel about it um 
So let's go ahead and wrap up for today, Nate. We have a lot more to talk about this week. If you guys enjoyed everything you heard and want to talk to us, please talk to us more about it. We would love to keep talking about this movie and all the other DC Cinematic Universe films. Find us on all social media at DCEU Minute or the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listeners Society. And you can chat with us there and people who have been on the show to talk with us, other fans of the show, and talk to us there. Let us know your thoughts about this movie, this minute. You want to talk about the death of Superman some more? Let's do it. Tell us where this movie ranks compared to the other ones. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow for another episode of uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League Minute? Justice League Minute. Let's do that one. Let's just shorten it. Justice League Minute. Justice League Minute.